0: I'm Rob Parkinson and this week as ever we've got Paul Whiteside on the show right Paul?
1: Hi Rob, you okay mate? You
0: had a good week mate?
1: Yeah, it's not been too bad up to now I was a bit disappointed on, on Saturday it took me a bit to to decide to walk out of the ground on Saturday I think it was the last one in that south stand on Saturday and you know, I stood there in disbelief at the end but I don't know always forgiving the next day You've, you're you a bit miffed at the night time aren't you but you forgive him when you know you were there the week after don't you so looking forward to Friday now mate to put things right
0: Yeah it was a a bit of a gutting defeat, really, on Saturday. But we'll talk all about that uh, in the next uh, few minutes. Paul, what else have we got on the show this week, mate?
1: Yeah, we've got the news. We've got the review of the league game. We've got the amateur report. And we've also got a preview of uh, this coming ge- ge- weekend's game against Hulker.
0: We'll sort do. We'll uh, start with the, uh, the news. Down the detail. News. So, first bit of news, Paul. Uh, our video podcast uh, was a roaring success over... What is it? 980 people have watched it so far. Amazing stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, it's tre- tremendous. I wasn't expecting anything like that. And, and It's just pleasing that people like seem to like what we're doing. So, um, so yeah, as long as I don't mind seeing our ugly faces on the... on, Well, mine, anyway, on the uh, <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, that's cool. I was delighted with it, really. I mean, the more, the better. I mean, if we can spread the name of Salford and get more people interested in it, and maybe even if we can just attract the odd couple more supporters to the game, I mean, even one more supporter... In it, it's a success, so uh, so yeah, I was chuffed for that,
0: yeah. And we'll say a big thank you for everyone who, who watched and, and listened, and yeah, definitely, it's, it's it's amazing, really. That you know, I mean, we it's only uh, well, three blokes, you know, and the laptop, um, you know, getting out there and, and spreading the message for us at Devils. And people, you know, tune in and, and listen and react over Twitter and all, all kinds of things. And you know, it's really great that you know, people tune in. And you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the direction it's going at the moment, Paul
1: yeah definitely Yeah, and um, i mean we're not professionals are we rob but you no. know you just, you just go to the games and you just do your best and say what you say you don't you really like what we do and i i'd just like to thank everybody who, who contributes and you know the people who uh, send in the free word match reports we all we're all singing from the same me sheet, she aren't we we're all um trying to support Salford and, and that's great it's just um i thought it was really good that and uh did pleasing to to see people liking stuff so so cool yeah
0: yeah, so we'll start with with, with club news. Now we, we we've talked about our great news. Um, first bit of news is fifty uh, percent off Re- Re- replica shirts. Uh, now at my club, Paul, uh, it's good. Obviously, the club are offering the, the discount on the shirts. Um, you know, to the fans.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That. I mean, it's not as if it's like the last game of the season. There's still a few games left. It? We've still got five games left, and uh, yeah, that, that's good. I mean, it's a nice shirt we're, we're playing in this season. And uh, yeah, fifty percent off. I mean, how much? How much will they full price, and what what will they be now? About twenty five pounds is it, fifty percent off.
0: Bargain, really, Yeah percent yeah. off for uh, you know, obviously fans some people can afford, you know, to go out and buy the t the, the, the shirts when the when the full price, but you know, certain people can't, can they, Paul? So, you know. No, no. Gives them is that
1: for both the home and the way shirts or just the home ones or do we not know? Shirts, right, okay, so it could be both then I suppose.
0: Yeah, like I say it's great that the club Is able to do that and give the the fans are discount, the you know the possibility to go out and buy them, which is great news. A uh, little bit more news we've got is um, lease tickets are now available. Leeds away, uh, if you want to go down to the club and, and buy your ticket, uh, it'll be a big game that, uh, especially after Friday, Paul.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it will be. Yeah, um, I'm going to get my Leeds ticket on uh, on Friday night. I think I'm planning about going on the train. Actually, you can get a train from. Manchester Oxford Road I think, it is. I think it's only about an hour because I usually go in the car but I was thinking you know uh, Leeds on a Friday night I might try the train this time because I've done it to Wigan a few times and it's quite cheap so so yeah I think um, it should be a good game that, against Leeds but it's going to be a tough game isn't it, as, as always going there but uh, the big ones this Friday and it be all KR and then you know we're on a roll then.
0: Yeah the shirts are size home and away shirts Paul. That's they cool. Count 20 quid yeah. are uh, 24 quid for the home shirt 20 quid for the away shirt so all right, so get yourselves uh, on the Raging Bull website and uh, and buy the, the discounted shirts. So now what we'll do, after we've had our quick news blast, uh, we'll talk about the defeat against Lee uh, on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford suffered the first Super 8 qualifying defeat away at Lee Centurions, 32-26, Paul. Uh, what can we say? We have, if, if you're looking at the uh, the, the scoreline in the paper, it tells one story, but in real life, it tells another.
1: Game and missed opportunities, Rob, really. We had a, an awful lot of opportunities. I mean, the first four minutes of the game, we made two clean breaks, and we should have scored two tries from them, really. Um and then we allowed Lee to get back in there and get on the front foot with a couple of tries of their own uh, from Matau and um, Corey Patterson. And the five, I think it was five tries um, were charted off, well, would-be tries were charted off by the video reference. I think, rightly so, the vast majority of, I think the Ben at masala one could have could have gone either way. I've seen them given on Sky. You know, when you watch Wigan, Leeds and teams like that on Sky, St. Helens, they seem to get those tries, don't they? But the, the thing for me is when he did go to the video referee, the referee, he gave no try on the field. So it was very hard then for the, the video ref to actually overturn the decision, which I thought was a bit strange really on a few of them. But I don't think we can have any complaints really, Rob. I think Lee were the better side on the day.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Unfortunately, um, Salford went down to, to defeat. Salford started lining up was. Uh, O'Brien at fullback, Nile Evils, Josh Griffin, Junior South, Mason and Brown, Rob Lewitt, Michael Dobson, Craig Kotjak, Logan Tompkins, George Griffin, Ben masala uh, Felletti Matau, and Mark Flanagan on the bench for Salford, Welleraki, Luke Burgess, Oliver Kinnicki, and Sean Kenny. So, obviously, looking back at the game, Paul, Salford started brightly. Um, two golden opportunities. Um, Caton Brown nearly going over in the corner, uh, and then obviously, that break uh, that obviously Louis, if he'd have shipped it over to Evils, it's try time and, and the game's a totally different game then isn't it
1: yeah it certainly is I mean it's hard to say now what would have happened but you know we could have ended up winning the game comfortably after after that start and it was it was a good start it was a good tempo and then after that sort of chance you know after 10 minutes in then Lee seemed to, to grab a grab a hold of the game then they scored two, two soft tries really for Matto and that, that Corey Patterson it was poor defending wasn't it and it was hard then to get back on the front foot, but we did with with Mason Brown's try. I mean, that that's probably one of the best tries we've scored all season, you know, picking the ball up 10 or 15 yards from his own line and he went through half the lead team there, didn't he, showing great stepping and it was a thrilling try to watch that and that got us right back in it then at 12 points to six.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Mason Caten Brown, his ability to finish, Paul, uh, and weaving in and out of the, of the lead defence shows he's got quality, shows he's got pace to burn um, and, you know, his fantastic ability to get over the line from short distance and from long distance you know it proves the kind of player that we need to, to, to build on uh, and to move on uh, to the next level next season
1: Yeah and his acceleration as well for that try I mean he didn't have go from there no one was going to get anywhere near him and he was unlucky on a couple of other occasions actually the, the one in the second half where the video referee was called upon and he was just just about in touch I mean on another day um, he would have been over there so I thought he had another good game Mason he's in a hot-runner form at the moment, and it's just hope. I mean, I believe he's out of contract, I think, at the end of the season, so I just hope he signs on because he's the kind of player that, you, that you're going to need if you're going to be challenging in the, in the top eight.
0: Yeah, so obviously, Caitlin Brown got us back in the, the the contest and then unfortunately went further, it went back ahead, um, a cry by Greg McNally, a little kick through, ricochets off Rob Lewis, uh, and then obviously find and he finds him and he goes over. Moments like that, Paul, you know, when the looks against you, you know, it shows and, and Lee went over with the result of the try.
1: Yeah, when you sort of get things like that happening to you, remember, I remember saying to my dad on the day, it's not going to be our day today, you know, with that. Because it was, it was a good play from Lee, good enterprising play, but it was dead lucky the way that, that ball sort of bounced straight into McNally's hands. And, I mean, it could have gone anywhere. That It was just unfortunate. Robert Louis put his arm up to, you know, as a reaction to try and, uh, you know, get the ball and it bounced off him and straight into his hands. I mean... That stuff like that, you, you know your back's against the wall and don't you? But, you know, credit to, to Salford, you know, there before half-time. We went over with Nia Levels a couple of, about 10 minutes later, didn't we, just before the break. And um, But then we conceded that penalty, didn't we, um, which I thought was a harsh one. Uh, right on half-time, which Ridyard kicked to give us a 10-point deficit. But even 20 points to 10 down at half-time, I, I thought, you know, we, we weren't a million miles away from Lee. But what one thing I noticed about Lee in the first half, they, they didn't half-offload the ball. We seem to just give him a bit too much respect really and Mickey I um, he sort of did us down the middle a few times, didn't he? He was untouchable really. You know, for a guy of his age, the amount of room that we gave him it was disappointing for me, really.
0: Yeah, they get that big twenty minutes lead that first sort of twenty minutes, half an hour, they, they put a lot of energy into that, didn't they, Paul? And you know, mm-hmm. like like you said, you know, round the rook, Hyam destroyed us. Um and I suppose it's one of them things, I suppose they they have to offload they're trying to offload to, to create chances because uh, they are the underdogs in, in this in this game. Um, and to be honest, that I, I thought they played really well for that you know first half an hour. And you know we, we obviously you know we, we adapted and we and we tried to contain them um, in that period, but we weren't able to. And that's why they, they took the lead. But in the second half, I think we were we were far better. We we managed the game management was, was much better in that second half. Limited them to, to to only a couple of chances in that second half, which which they took uh, for me, but. You know, it was an improvement. I thought they played well in that second half. That try, we talked about Evel's try, didn't we, just then? Uh, you know, great uh, performance by him as well, Paul. You know, good finish on, on the wing. Um, you know, and he knows where the line is as well. And he's, he's got the ability to fill in at full-back as well, which which is a, a bonus. Uh, and he's, he's putting in a good stint when he comes on and gets his chance.
1: Yeah, he, he never lets you down, really, Niall, does he? I mean, he, he had the odd mistake last season, but I thought he, he looked he looked good again on um, on Saturday, and I think he's got to be in there. But just going back to what you were saying there about the second half, I mean, there's only one team in that second half for I me, and that was us. Um, you know, especially when we got that try from Robert Lewin, got to 20 points to 16, I think it was then. Um, it was about 20 25 minutes or so to go. And twenty point sixteen, Lee were rocking. I mean, if you go from the fortieth minute at halftime, Lee didn't score a try until seventy one minutes. So for that half an hour there, we were totally on top, and I know we were denied a couple of times by the, by the video ref. And you know, it was a game that got away for me really. It was, it was there for winning that game, and uh, we had opportunities, and then we couldn't we couldn't take. That was a frustrating thing really, and uh, yeah, disappointing, disappointing result.
0: Yeah, you talk, we talk about dealing with the pressure, Paul. Obviously, the more the more tries got disallowed. Did Did you feel the the, the pressure building, uh, both in the stands and on the field?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. But I just kept thinking it's going to come sooner. And I remember Josh Griffin going over uh, in the corner, and the the video ref was called upon then. And I remember saying to my dad, that was a try. I seen him get the ball down, and then when you when I obviously there was a big screen at the, the the game, but they weren't actually showing the pictures on it. So I had to wait till I got home and watch the replay. And, you know, he he did. He bounced it. I couldn't believe it. I thought we, we've got to get over the line now, sooner or later. And then obviously Lee got that try from um, the wingman Adam Higson. I mean, I thought he was the man of the match. That that winger, the blonde haired lad for, for Lee. I thought he had an outstanding game in defence. Um, he took Gareth O'Brien out a couple of times, and you know, he, he he's one that sort of um, I think he took Sao out or Kate and Brown into the into the stand. So he, he was he was solid for for Lee, and then he scored a crucial try at the end.
0: Yeah, crucial moments. Like I say, with um. Kate Brown getting denied as well, uh, and then obviously going up the other end um, and and scoring that try. It, obviously, big moments in big games, and you can physically see the Soul players' shoulders slump uh, at that point because they put a lot of lot of effort into that 20 minutes there, Paul, after half time, and oh yeah, not to not to come away in front in that period. It was a bit of a, a bit of a killer win early, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. but well, it was a game we was always chasing, Rob. Really, and. Um... And yeah, that try from Higgs in 71 minutes, I think it was that, you know, they've got 10 points in front then and I think from the kickoff, Gareth O'Brien put the ball out on the full and then Lee came back at us and scored on the next set of six through Matty Dawson and then the game was just drifting away then. But the funny thing was, being in the stand behind the goals, there was no clock, you know, like they normally have a clock counting down. Mm. So nobody knew how long was left really. And then when we got those two late tries from uh, Ben Murdoch-Masala and basically kate brown we were six points behind then, and you still thought, God, have we still got a minute or so left to even get a draw out of this? But obviously, the, the Uta went there and it wasn't to be. But yeah, I was a bit deflated on, on Saturday. Really, I expected us to, to go to Lee. And uh, I remember saying to you last week, I'm really confident and I'm expecting a win. But obviously, you know, it was a bit of a letdown. But the, the important thing is now we we don't uh, sulk about that. We've got to uh, get back to winning ways soon.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about, Paul. It's about bouncing back. I think the two late tries Obviously, gave us a bit of, a bit of false hope that we were going to you know have enough time to, to save the game. Um, you know, good tries both. You know, Ben Munt showing his, his size uh, to get over the line. Um, and then obviously Mason Caten Brown doing what a great winger doesn't and, and finishing a sweeping move. Uh, both you know we scored some good tries to be fair on 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 uh, the on Saturday, Paul. Uh, but just unfortunately, we weren't enough, was it?
1: We did score some good shares, and I I was reading stuff and listening to what people said and saw stuff on the internet, you know, really laying into the players and calling them all sorts, and you can understand some people, I mean, I was as frustrated as anybody was, but I don't think we was absolutely garbage on Saturday, like what I heard some people saying we were terrible. Leaf played really well, and you know, you've, you've got to give that side some credit. I mean, they know Mugsley. They've got some class players in the, in that that side. You know, the the lad in the the centre there, you know, Willie Tonga. He's played for his country, Australia, twelve times, and he got a sort of a really miracle ball out for that. Um, I think it was Matty Dawson to score. So they've got some quality players on there. But yeah, I was disappointed because I don't think we played as well as we we could have done. We didn't play as well as we did against Huddersfield. That sort of tempo wasn't there whether that's because lee didn't let us let us play i mean that that could be could be part of it but no, the thing is now we we've, we've got to bounce back now and, and, and make sure we get a result this this week otherwise we are you know in trouble
0: yeah we talk about dealing with the pressure and, and obviously lee was the was the game the big game that we looked at um obviously cuz lee are the underdogs and they've been taking the the first division by storm and i personally thought you know in lee's own back garden it would it's a big big game for us to go away and and and, and win uh but we had our chances, Paul. We you know, we we bombed what was it, five tries. Um and if, if obviously all of them converted a totally different storyline, eh? I don't I think the effort was there from the from, from the boys. Uh, but unfortunately sometimes the game's just not your game, is it? Sometimes and Lee were were worthy winners in the end.
1: Yeah, as I was saying before, with that try from um Matt what Matt scored that lucky ricochet there. I mean sometimes you get things like in a game, don't you? And I'm not, you know, completely I'm not blase about it, and, you know, putting myself with blinkers on here and saying, you know, the, the lads did well and all that. Obviously, there's there's things that they didn't do right. There was a lot, lot of poor defence. You know, I'm not making excuses for them because uh, that's not right. They, they should have won that game. But um, you, you you weren't playing a really poor side, though. You're playing a good a good Lee side in, in their own backyard. They don't lose many games at home, so it was always going to be be a tough a tough game. And I remember when I got there on Saturday, I, I thought, of, you know, you make um, predictions, don't you like I did in the week, but when cold light a day on the Saturday when you get there, you think bloody hell, you know, it's gonna be hard this, this afternoon. And, and it was, it was a tough game, so um disappointing that we we didn't win. But you know, I think Lee will, will, will get more points as we go through this this, this mid lates. So I think there'll be a lot of twists and turns like I've said to you and um it's not all lost yet. We've got a massive game against Kingston Rovers. This is a big game. I think if we lose that one then going to Leeds the week after pressure's really on us. So we need to approach the game on Friday like we did against Huddersfield and, and, and get back onto winning ways
0: yeah I don't think it helped that we were the first Super League team to play them either because they were up for it weren't
1: they they raised the game yeah they, they were really up for that. I mean you see the ex Alford players in the side there Harrison Anson, Corey Patterson uh, Liam Wood was in there Rennie Metau you know after the, the team Gareth Hock as well they, they all raised the game and, and they played well they surprised me Gareth Ock played well it, I mean the way he was offloading the ball, we I think we underestimated that. I think we underestimated the Lee offload and Mickey Iron from Dummy Half. They've got some experience there, aren't they? The blokes that have been, have been around the block and they slowed the game down, they slowed us down as well. And I just think they, they played a, a perfect game, Lee, really, and knock, knocked us off our game.
0: Yeah, I think that was the main difference from last year because they've got a lot of Super League experience now in that side.
1: They certainly but, have, yeah. Yeah,
0: they're able to manipulate the game into, into, their, into, into their sort of favour in the second half. He played sort of steady rugby, didn't he, when they had the ball in hand, um, not you know, not trying to cause, you know, uh, too much kind of pressure on us, just sort of play the sets out and just, you know, completing and completing. And, that, and that's what they tried to do, Lee, in the in the second half, tried to hang on. Um, but obviously us, we, when we got the ball, we were dangerous. We, we tested Lee's uh, defence and, like you said, four or five golden opportunities there. And, you know, if, if we take a couple of them, the game's a totally different game, in it, for really?
1: Yeah it certainly is it certainly is and I just keep thinking back about the, the first couple of minutes of the game with those two breaks I mean we started off like an house on fire there didn't we and you know making them breaks I thought God you know perhaps we're going to do the business this afternoon but sometimes it's not your day you don't take the opportunities and I think you've got to give Lee a bit of credit for, the, for their defence as well they scramble back there and, and they, looked, they looked a good side to me Lee so you know Perhaps the the you know other sides are going to come unstuck there against them, and they've got to play the rest of the Super League yet. Yeah, we were the first side to play them, so um, they've got two away games now: Lee Featherstone and Huddersfield. So they're playing back-to-back away fixtures now. That that that's really going to test them. So um, we'll see how they go on.
0: Yeah, well, so talking about our decisions, Paul. The referee, I thought had a decent game. Thought obviously, considering we had five video referees uh, disallowed, uh, you know, I don't think he was okay fair for both sides.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to blame the referee or anything. The only thing <clears throat> excuse me, that I thought with him was when he went to the big screen, the video ref, why did he keep going no try on the field? Because surely if if, if you don't think it's a try, why go to the, the video ref? It seemed a bit bit strange because it, that's a strange rule now this season because then the video ref has to overturn it. And how many of those, when they give no try on the field, do they actually overturn? There's not many, is there? So if you don't think it's a try, just, just play on and scam with the game because it just... Sort of holds everything up, really, for me.
0: Yeah, I think the only one for me was the Ben Murder Masala one. Mm-hmm. I think, but that that came down for me was the angle of the TV camera. Yeah. The first, the first sort of video replay showed he looked like he grounded it, but they didn't go back to that one ever. They showed different angles, which made it look like he was less like he grounded it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but well, that's the the way the cookie crumbles. Um, and unfortunately, you know our cookie crumbled. Uh, so uh, our three word match reports, our listeners. Uh, Louise Woodward-Styles, not enough effort. um man of the match was Josh Griffin. I thought Josh Griffin had a good game, uh, especially in the second half, Paul.
1: Yeah, i tell you who else had a good game was uh, Matt Flanagan. Absolute warrior on, on Saturday. My um, uh, dad was was speaking to his dad on the way out, asking how he was, because um, he, he had a couple of tough knocks to the head there and he came off twice, didn't he? was bleeding and his, his head was really in a bad way, so uh, his dad said he was all right anyway which is good to hear when you when you've got head injuries and things like that. But he absolutely grafted for us and um, yeah, so did Josh Griffin. I thought he put his body on the line and was unlucky not to score.
0: Yeah, untuned Halo hero in Flanagan, he's he grafts yeah. week in, week out, puts his body on, does the does the, the, the bits that no one notices. Uh, and all good teams need that, don't they, Paul? And they need a couple of players like our oh, who are willing to you know get the roll the sleeves up and, and, and put the effort in and, and drive the team forward, which he does week in, week yeah. out.
1: Yeah, he does, and, and loose forward for me is Mark Flanagan's perfect position because as you loose forward, you need somebody who's going to the, work the socks off, basically sweeping up everybody else, doing all, doing the tackling, doing the hard graft. And Mark Flanagan puts his hand up and does that every week for me. And uh, you know he, he he doesn't tend to do a lot of the flashy stuff. I mean, Ben Murdoch, a style of people that like, make the big breaks, don't they? And that Mark's in the background, and he's doing a lot of the work. And sometimes that, like you say, that goes on a bit unnoticed. But I certainly noticed him on on Saturday. I thought he played really well.
0: Yeah, uh, next one we've got is Paul Foster. that's defensively not good enough. Um, I, thought, I thought second half we, we, up, to, we up the tempo defensively, uh, and his man of the match was Mason Cate and Brown, uh, Chris and Janet Shenton. Poor game management, and their man of the match was Cate and Brown. Cate and Brown getting two man of the matches there for his, his two great tries. Um, you know, and he, he's like you said before, he's, he's, he's performing really, really well. I'm real hoping that he's tied down for a contract next season.
1: Yeah, definitely. I thought he played well in defence actually because um, Lee um, put a few high kicks up to him and he dealt with everything we threw at him. So you couldn't really argue with Mason Caton Brown's performance on Saturday. All right, he got caught into touch, but that, that wasn't really anything he could do about that, really. He was, he was tight and it was good defence from the, from the Lee man. So yeah, it's good to see Mason Caton Brown because he's, he looks quality every week. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. He, look, he looks really good every week and the, the pace he's got, pace off the mark and his acceleration is tremendous. And, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him on Friday night, see what he can do again.
0: Yeah, next man of the match we've got is Ray Raymond Snow, <coughs> same old Salford, and his man of the match was, was Dobson. I suppose it kind of is the same old same old Salford, Paul. You know, they're not able to, you know, turn that pressure in, into points. Um, but it, I don't really know how, how you can solve that because obviously recreating the kind of game pressure is, is difficult in, in training, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah. Um, the way he says same old Salva there I mean sometimes it is it's frustrating because I've noticed that over the years watching as we'll, we'll have a really good performance and it's hard we don't seem to back that up the week after and we've done that a few times this season we've we've won really well and then we've we've gone away from home to somewhere maybe it was Wakefield earlier in the season teams like that and then we've, we've come up short the week after and that to me going forward to next season if we're still in Super League which I hope we are that's something you, you've got to do if you want to get into that top eight you've got to put those back to back Um, performances and 80 minute performances together because what were we saying last week on the podcast we were saying how the game against Huddersfield was a a complete 80 minutes wasn't it really where we didn't really switch off the defence was was solid we did the hard stuff against Lee we did it in patches that sort of second half from minute 40 to minute 70 that half an hour we played really well and defended really well and Lee never really had a sniff but the first half we was poor in defence and we let them get an 18-6 lead so to win these games you've got to be uh, consistent over the eighty minutes.
0: Yeah, I agree with that it's about backing up back to back to back to back to performances, and that separates the top teams from everyone else because they're able to 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 do that, aren't they? Paul, they're able to put in good performances and winning performances, you know, game after game after game. You win three or four on a spin, and that puts you, you know, right at the top of the table, doesn't it? And unfortunately, we just don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. I wish I wish I knew what the answer was. Um, because it happens quite a lot, but I'm sure Tim Sheen's, you know, ex-Australia coach, he knows, you know, what what the drill is. He'll be able to, you know, hopefully mould this team into a team that can go back to back to back and win games on the run.
1: Yeah, definitely. We've got no excuses, really. Now, Rob, we've not got like a team full of kids, have we? We've got some very experienced players in there, you know, who've who've done who've done it at different clubs, and we've brought. Um, a good player in Luke Burgesson and Felita Matteo. So we've got the players there. So, really, there's no excuse now. We've got to, we've got to come up with the goods on, on Friday against Care, And then we've got a week break. And then no excuse again. We, we go to Leeds. And there's no reason why we can't win these games. We've got the players capable of doing it. So, uh, you know, I, like I'm like you, I don't know what the, the formula is. But I'm sure Tim Sheens and Ian Watson, you know, their expertise, their expertise can, uh, can sort this situation out.
0: Yeah. Uh, next three-word match for Ian Cup ruined my birthday. Uh, and his man of the match was nobody. Uh, happy birthday, him, from everyone on the podcast. Unfortunately, the boys didn't deliver here for you this week. Uh, Luke uh, Keating, not enough effort. His man of the match was Junior Sal. Uh, Adam we- Weavehill, uh, lucky SOBs ever. I suppose he's right there, Paul. You know, he's he's you know Lee had the chances uh, and they took him, didn't they? But they had you know they were given to him on a plate, really. Um, but they were you know very very lucky and and unfortunately they took the chances, didn't they?
1: Yeah, we were lucky last season against us in the cup as well, weren't we? Yeah. They played us with a team. We had half a team out, didn't we? And Dobson playing on one leg, so you are lucky, Buggersley, aren't they? But I suppose what goes wrong comes round, doesn't it? Because we were talking about the 2003 season, weren't we? We played them seven times and won six of them and drawn one. Sometimes that sort of wheel turns round, doesn't it? And they're getting a bit of a bit of luck now against us, aren't they? And they beat us sort of two years running. But uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll beat them next time we play them.
0: If our, if our lucky wheel turns, Paul, yeah. next grand final appearance. we'll win at Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. the grand final appearance next season.
1: Let's hope so. It's been a long time turning this wheel, Rob. Okay. I'm still waiting for it.
0: Might be a one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, OK, so obviously looking at the stats, Paul, um, tacklers, a lot of effort put in by the forwards. Ben Burnett of Salah with 35. Flanagan with 31. Tompkins with 35. Uh, Krinicky with 28 forwards put a big effort in uh, against a, you know, a, a ferocious Lee pack
1: yeah and Lee have got a big pack they've got some big forwards in there do not they I was very impressed with their pack that Dane Dane Weston his name is he's a big lad and Hopkins as well and Gareth Hart, Corey Patterson they're a big team and that actor on the bench Harrison Hanson Danny Tickle as well I mean he's not getting any younger is he but he's a he's a wise old player and he? he knows his way around a pitch and um, and yeah we did have to do a lot of work we had to do a lot of tackling in that first half as well and I think that took a bit out of us that but um, yeah they, I mean some people on the match reports there were saying about the effort and that I think it's easy sometimes is to sit in the stand and, and say things like that but there was effort there I think you've just got to hold your hands up we, we didn't play as well as normally I don't think you can, can really slag the effort off no rugby league player goes out not to, to, to give any effort and you know, they look goose some of them players coming off at the end. I just think you've got to hold your hands up and say you were beaten by, by the better side on the day, and we didn't perform as well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. I don't I don't think we can ever say that they didn't put the effort in. I just think it was obviously you get what six traps, well, was it five tries disallowed by video referee? You bomb a, cu- a couple more psychologically there. You know, you're not in the you're not in the best place are you really? And, and Lee took advantage of that in the end. Uh, and you know, the effort was there, the commitment was there, but unfortunately, it just wasn't our day. Uh, and but you know. There'll be other days um, hopefully to come uh, in the next few weeks. Um, meter makers, top meter makers, Mason Caitlin Brown with 160, uh, Evels with 105, Junior Tower with 157. Um, top forwards, uh, George Griffin with 75, Welleracke with 57, Kopjack um, with 59. Uh, so you know the forwards made some big meters as well. Um, but you know, like you say, it was a tough game in a tough place like Lee. Um, and Paul, you know the effort was there, but it just a hard day.
1: No, and just thinking back to the game now, I mean, I think it was Justin Carney on Saturday. Yeah. I think if he'd have been in there, you've got something else for Lee to worry about, aren't you? And he takes a bit of stopping him. And Josh Jones, another one for me. I thought we missed him, you know, because you remember that whole game. How much he he was unstoppable, wasn't he? Yeah. And I just think, you know, them, them two extra big men in there because Lee were a big side. And I'm not making excuses for him because, like I said before, I think Lee was the better side and deserved the two points. But, you know, there's, there's stuff for us to work on there. And, like I said, I think we can be okay.
0: Who, who's your man of the match, Paul?
1: That's an hard one, really, mate. Um, there was nobody really, really stood out for me. But I'm going to go with Mason Kate, and Brown because I thought he took his two tries well. He looked very dangerous. And I thought he was pretty solid in defence as well. He, you know, he didn't really miss a load of tackles and make a load of mistakes. I think he was solid and, and did do, did what he was asked of him.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go for Flanagan this week. I thought it was, you know, the effort he could put in, yeah. body on the line time, blood everywhere. You know, yeah. that, that's obviously you know us fans. We you know we want to see you know people putting the effort in and you know people sweating blood for for, for the club uh, in crucial games like this, uh, and obviously being a hum, unsung hero in many ways in this team. Uh, so I think he, he deserves this week's uh, man of the match from me. So what we'll do, uh, we'll have a look what the amateur sides did uh, this week in uh, Paul's amateur review.
1: Well, I'll start this week by mentioning the under-19s, the Solford Red Devils under-19s, that is, they're in action. This coming uh, Saturday, with a 2 o'clock kick-off, they're away to, uh, to Wigan Warriors. There was no game this weekend, but that's the next fixture, so a really tough game for them this weekend, so good luck to uh, the young Devils. And in the National Conference League, that's where we'll start our round-up this week. The Premier Division, on Saturday the 13th of August, a great result for Rochdale and Mayfield. They were winners 28 points to 24 away at Kells. And moving on to Division Two, Stanley Rangers 16, Saddleworth Rangers 28, Stanley 44, Salford City Roosters 12. The tries for the Roosters coming from Kemper, and Muscat, and two goals from Edwards. Bit of a disappointing result for Salford City Roosters. Stanley were one place below the Roosters, six points adrift, but they're now only four points adrift after that after that win. So uh, the Roosters really need to get to get a win under their belts in the coming weeks. In Division 3, there was two games with the Oldham sides. Casford Panthers against Oldham St. Andrews was postponed. That's after the Panthers have withdrawn from the National Conference League. Or there's rumours that they have done anyway, so we'll have to keep you posted on that one. Waterhead Warriors beat Dewsbury Maroons by 30 points to 16. This coming weekend, there's a couple of games... Uh, it's the Rugby Football League Co- uh, Conference Challenge Trophy semi-final on Saturday 20th August between Featherstone Lions and Rochdale Mayfield. So good luck to Rochdale Mayfield and that. We hope we make the final. And Waterhead Warriors in Division 3 are at home to Drillington. We're moving on to the North West Men's League. There's loads of action there this list last week and just gone on Saturday 13th of August. Folly Lane with a tremendous victory beating Latchford Albion by 27 points to 8. That's following on from a great victory a couple of weeks ago against Oral St James who were top of the table. Latchford Albion sat one place above Folly Lane but Folly Lane... Dispatching them 27 points to eight to be only two points behind Latchford now, so got a real good chance of catching them this weekend. So well done to Folly. In Division Two, Oldham St Anne's A thirty four, Berry Broncos thirty-six, Perkinson Rex A thirty-eight, Rochdale Mayfield A twenty-four. In Division three, it was Fitton Hill 42, Chester Gladiators 26, and Division 4, Berry Broncos A eight, Garswood Stags fifty-five, Colchith Eagles forty-two, Rochdale Cobras eighteen, Little Hulton Reds twenty-six, Manchester Rangers A twenty, and West Harton Lane. Ly- 50, Carries Ed Rhinos 34. In Division 5, Leyland Warriors a 24, Salford City Roosters a nil. And there was one result in the entry division. Littleborough beat Burnley and Pendle by 36 points to 16. So that leaves Folly Lane, as I said, lying third top in the Division 1 table, just two points behind Latchford Albion. Berry Broncos are second top in Division Two, just a point behind uh Pilkington Rex A. Manchester Rangers are second bottom in Division Two. fitton Hill one of our Oldham sides, they're up to 4th top in Division 3. Division 4 Rochdale Cobras currently sit in 4th place. Little Hulton Reds just behind them, 2 points behind in 5th place. Carriz Zed Rhinos and Barry Broncos down near the bottom end of Division 4. And in Division 5, Langworthy Reds are struggling a bit. They're third bottom and Salford City Roosters A are bottom. So hopefully they can turn things around in, in the coming weeks. The fixtures are all played on Saturday the 20th of August this week and we'll start with Division 1, Folly Lane, massive game against Bamber Bridge. So hopefully Folly can win that one and they've got a better points difference than Latchford Albion. So with a bit of luck, Folly will uh, leap from Latchford this week and that's, uh, that's Saturday. Division 2, Barry Broncos play Pilkington Rex A. Lee East, A, play the Manchester Rangers. Lee Miners, A, play Oldham St. Anne's, A. And Blackpool Scarpins play Rochdale Mayfield, A. In Division 3 of the North West Men's League, it's Crossfields, A, against Fitton Hill. Division 4, Bolton Mets versus Bury Broncos. Manchester Rangers, A, against the Cadizade Rhinos. And West and Lions against the Little Houghton Reds. Well, as I mentioned last week, there was a game for Red Reds, uh, ladies team but that game against Barrow was was postponed i've not got any fixtures for them this week but as soon as i find any news out I'll, I'll keep you posted on that one um and just just um, a bit more amateur news for you the northwest lion hearts are flying out to canada that was on Monday the 15th of August, they flew out for a two-match tour of Canada. Burlington will entertain the Lionhearts on Wednesday the 17th of August and the tourists are scheduled to take on the national side, the Canadian Wolverines, on Saturday the 20th at the Lamport Stadium, the home of the Toronto Wolfpack, who had to join the Kingston Press League One in 2017. In addition, the Lionhearts will undertake development work by putting the Ontario State under-17's team through its paces in a training session. The trip will also involve trips to the CN Tower and Niagara Falls. The squad is coached by Wigan St Patrick's John Ellis and Mike Blakely of the Lee Minor Rangers, and it does feature two of our local uh, players, uh, and well, one of our local players and uh, one of our local staff, Joe. Mura Deleuze of the Manchester Rangers is in the squad, and Ryan Lewis of the Berry Broncos is on the backroom staff. So good luck to uh, the Northwest Lion Lionhearts. and hope they enjoy their uh, their trip to Canada. Uh, moving on now to the youth leagues, the Northwest Youth Under 18s. There was some action on Saturday, the 21st of August. Holton nil, Rochdale 18, and the game between Oldham and Oral was postponed. In the Premier Two on Saturday, in the Under 18s, Saddleworth 18, Blackbrook nil. And the under-16s Division 2, West Bank 18, Salford nil, Saddleworth 46, Telford 4, Oldham 26, Liverpool Lions 18, and Dalton 18, Higginshaw nil. The coming fixtures, there's only a couple for this, coming Saturday the 21st of August. In the Premier 2, Saddleworth play Lee Minor Rangers, that's the under-18s. And also in the under-18s Division 2, Saddleworth play Dalton and Telford play Salford. And the under-18s Division 3, it is Accrington against Folly Lane. So that's it for the amateur round this week, I'll catch you next week.
0: Cheers for that, Paul. So what we'll do now? We'll look back. We'll look forward to the Hulkier game uh, on Friday. It's, it's time, time for, the, for the, devil the Devil of the Details big, big match Mat preview. preview. So Friday night, AJ Bell Stadium, Sulfur Red Devils take on Hull Kingston Rovers in the Super Eight qualifier, Paul. Crucial, crucial game.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a really nervous night, I think, on uh, on Friday, mate. So it's become a must-win game now, with the way the other fixtures are panning out. And I know it's still still early days, but with this being one of our home games and our next game being away at Leeds, I think you know we could, who you knows, we could go and win at Leeds, but we're probably more chance at the moment of beating Hull Care at home. So I just think it's an important game because we don't want Hull Care to get like a four-point cushion above us, um, a two-point cushion, sorry, above us. So let's let's just get make sure we go out there and get the points and get a performance.
0: Yeah, it's it, looking at the game, Hull Beat, uh, Batley away, they got beat against Leeds so it's their first game where they'll be thinking oh, it's a, it's a competition, it's between a side that they'll be looking at, at winning uh, like we are, we're looking at all oh, we're thinking we're at home, we should be we should be winning this game, it's a crucial, crucial game and for me, I do say this quite a lot on the podcast, it's all about dealing with the pressure on Friday Paul you know, the Super 8 qualifiers is, is a big, big thing uh, for the club, we need to stay in Super League and beating all Rovers at home will go a massive long way to doing that. Yeah,
1: uh, I don't I like, like getting ahead of myself, but you know, saying that we're going to be the championship sides and, you know, Featherstone and, and, and London, but you'd expect to beat Featherstone, London and Batley, wouldn't you? So, there's six points there. So, if you're to beat all K.R., there's another two and we've already got two of others for that's ten points. So, forget what happens at Leeds. I mean, I want us to beat Leeds more than anybody, but you know, history says we're probably going to struggle there, but that's why the OKR game is massive for me. You lose that one and then lose to Leeds, you're only going to get eight points if you win your other three, and will that be enough? I know it's all ifs and buts and maybes, but you can only beat the side who's in front of you, and, and this is a home game as well. And you taking don't forget, you're taking two points off another Super League side, so it could drop OKR in the mire if we were to beat them, so... I just think it's a really important game, and especially now with the week after it going to the Challenge Cup break and there's no game until we play Leeds. So, um, yeah, it, it's I'm really nervous for, for Friday night. But I think we'll be all right, though, because we've already beaten one to home this season and we can score points against Ulquhia, I think, definitely.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Obviously, the, the players, you know, they played a bit, a fantastically well uh, last time they played against Ulquhia. And it's just a matter of recreating that, that performance against Huddersfield in the first game of the Super 8s. You know, that was a complete performance, that for me. And, you know, if we can do that against UKR on Friday, we'll, we'll secure the two points and then we can go into the Challenge Cup break, like you said, full of confidence and happy that we're in the, back in the box seat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got you've got to go into the whole KR game with that tempo that we had against Huddersfield. And if we do... I don't think we'll have a problem. I don't think OKR will be able to live with us. We've, we've got the players that are more than capable of beating OKR. They've got some decent players then, but you know we're more than capable of beating them at home. You've just got to go out there with that same attitude. I'm sure we will because we're, we're a different side at, at the AJ Bell Stadium than, than we are away from home sometimes. We, we're we good at home. We're a good home side and we're, we're the crowd behind us. And that. I don't think we'll have a problem against OKR, but I am nervous because... it. You're gonna be out, you know. At this this stage. Well, I'm nervous. At the first game of the season, me. I'm just like that. But it, I, I worry for us if we get beat. If we if we were worst comes to the worst and we're to lose, I'd start worrying a bit then. Especially with us with us with playing Leeds. But it just depends on the other results as well. I think, like we've said before, teams are going to beat each other. You just you can only do your bit and go out and win your games and that. And I think it's just important that we get that. Back to winning ways on on Friday before the break as well, and then it gives you two weeks then to, you know, to get injured players back, and hopefully Justin Cairn and Josh Jones will be back in the reckoning for the Leeds game. Then you can go there with a bit of confidence as well, and then if you knock them off, you've got every chance of finishing top.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about, Paul. It's all about you know gaining momentum and bringing momentum to to the to the table, and you know this is that this is why the OKR game is huge because if we if we obviously win, you know we we're back on the winning track, Um, we've got points on the board. And It's all about moving forward for me. Last season, middle eight, it all came down to the Widness game and we managed to raise our game for that game, didn't we, when we went away and we beat Widness. Uh, and I do feel it's, it's going to have to be a similar kind of performance uh, to that one on, on Friday where we are able to score that extra level uh, and, and, and beat Oki
1: yeah, you, we can't afford like a flat performance, can we, on Friday? Everyone's got to be singing off the same hymn sheet. You've got to go out there and and do the business and do a job. Because if you start slow against them, they're a funny side, aren't they? Okay, I mean, I've watched a lot of them the last couple of years, and one week they can be fantastic, and then the next week, you they, they, I mean look at them this season. They lost to Oldham at home in the cup, and that's no disrespect to Oldham. They must have given it a good goal that day, but you know. They're a side that struggled in the Championship and they went to all cars home ground and beat them. And yet they've they've come up with wins and beat other sides, haven't they? And they, they, should have, they should have beat all on Good Friday, shouldn't they? they? They played really well in that game. So, And when we went to their place, they, that first half, we played at their place, they absolutely wiped the floor with us. And you know? We came back in the end and nearly got something. But they're a strange side, aren't they? You never quite know what you're going to get with them. So that I think that's what makes them a bit dangerous.
0: Yeah, I think obviously running, running them close away from home shows and obviously the way we beat them at home as well. It shows them that, you know, that we can cause them problems, Paul. We've got the, the ammo in our in our team to, to do them real damage. And I'm, I'm hoping that, obviously, we, we load the guns this time and get the tries and, and, and secure the two points.
1: Yeah, I think you look at this, the other side of the coin, if you was an old KR supporter now sat in all doing your old podcast tonight, I think they'd be a bit more worried than, than, than we are. You know, they're coming away from home. And I think we've got better players than they've got. And I think... You know, they'll, they'll be more more concerned than, than us. But you look at the way they played last weekend. I was listening to a bit of their game on the radio and um, they, uh, they lost 22-18 at, at Leeds. And they were, they were unlucky, really. It was a very close game. Then. And you look at the way Leeds have played in the last couple of months. They've beat Wigan. They've beat all. You know, they're on farm now, aren't they? They're going to be tough to beat. So they, they didn't go there and get hammered. So... Are they going to make it difficult for us? I, I would say yes. I, I think it'll be a, a close game. I can't see us blowing them away, but um, I think we've got the, the guys in our armory to, to, to beat them.
0: Who's their danger man, Paul? Who's the one we should look out for?
1: Maurice Blair. Blair. I think Maurice Blair's a quality player. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he's originally a sort of a second role man, isn't he? But he, um, when we played at their place, he played stand off, and he he was probably the best player on the pitch that day. That first half there. I mean, I remember doing the the video for for the podcast, and I was. Destroyed at half time. I think it was about thirty points to six at half time, and he was he was mustered. and Albert Kelly as well. He's another really dangerous player in the scrum half. He's the halfbacks, is not You take them two out of the side. There's probably not much else in the team really. I know, I know they've got that Ken Paisley, but he's he's injured. He's out for the season. So Blair's a very clever, very clever footballer. is Morris Blair. You've got to watch him.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you there. The the back pairing of Kelly and Blair are, are massive for for OKR. If, if we're able to shut them down and stop them playing, that will put a massive sort of stick in the in the OKR engine. Uh, and not, hopefully it won't be that function. Uh, but it's gonna take effort, it's gonna take commitment, it's gonna take, you know, mental strength for me to 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 get us, you know, in a position to win. I'm really hoping that the boys, you know, get the uh, the league game out of their heads, uh, and obviously put in a massive performance like they did against Huddersfield.
1: Yeah, but the main two men for them was Ellis and um Bruff and we quietened them down, didn't we? the other week. We really did quite. Danny Buffs a quality player and he was poor against us. We really shut him down, really shut him down in defence. It was all over him. I think that's how you've got to be with um, uh, Kelly and uh, Blair. I think that's how you've got to be with them. You've just got to get in their faces and, and just just quieten their game down. Stop their kicking game because that Blair's the quality kicker of the ball. and he? He, he can cause you problems but if you let them get on top of you, there's every chance they could turn us over but We've just got to approach it like we did that Huddersfield game because the tempo in that game, as we've said, the last week or so was, was outstanding, wasn't it? And the whole 80 minutes, the defence and everything. If we, if we approach it like that game, I don't think we'll have a problem.
0: Yeah, looking at our squad, Paul, um, does Ian Watson ring the changes or does he does he play with the same team he took out against Lee, do you think?
1: Good question, that. Mm. Very good question. I'm not so sure about Justin Carney. Uh, from what I have heard I heard somebody say that he he's like his knee and his leg were in a bit of a bad way so I don't know whether he'll be playing this week. I'm still not sure about Josh Jones because I know he's been been having some some time off with his, with his family he, and personal reasons and what of his new baby so I don't know whether he's going to be back. Where else would you make the changes? I mean, what do you think, Rob?
0: Well, for me, if if obviously Jones isn't available, uh and Can is not available, you've got to kind of go with a similar kind of mm. squad you've got
1: um, what about Vido? Vido, he
0: he could be an option, obviously. I've heard a lot
1: of people talking about Vido, saying he's fully fit now, and I know Ian Watson's had a few sort of chats with him, he? and I think a few harsh words have been said to him from from what I've heard, anyway. And uh, you know about he was playing with an injury first, and now he's fully fit and whatever, and he's he's ready to go, so he could be somebody else that, that they're looking at bringing him. Vido. But it's who do you drop, I suppose. I mean, you can't really drop Kate and Brown because he's played really well. Yeah. Um, Josh Griffin. Would you bring him in for Griffin?
0: Griffin, it's a good question. Can be, is Vido a centre? Can he play in the? Can he, He's big enough playing the centre, isn't he?
1: Mm, that's what I've heard people calling him, for him to be played in the centre. Mm. To be honest, I'd like to see Niall stay in the team. Yeah. I really would because I think he's a good player, and I think he has to to play. I don't think he let anybody down on uh, on Saturday, so I think I'd have him in.
0: I think the important part is if Niall's in the team, he's get he's versatile he? so and
1: yeah. he's he? yeah. we said that last week, didn't we?
0: Yeah. So I think that's that kind of. Really puts him in in the, in the at least the, 17 at least. Mm. Obviously so he'd be able to slip in when if someone gets injured. Um, changes you got to think. Obviously you got Vido, uh, who, who's knocking knocking on the door. Uh, Greg Johnson, another one. You know pace to burn. You know he's he's not in the side, is he? Uh, Lannon, another one. Ryan Lannon, where's he? You know he, he could he do a job? Has he got? Could he do something a little bit different in that in that forward pack? for
1: yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Ryan Lannan today actually because I knew he was gonna ask me this question and I know he's been playing um on dual registration at North Wales Crusaders and by all accounts he's been playing really well and, and he's not let us down this season, you know, when he's played. I mean he's scored a great try against Wigan. Um and he's he's never let us down. He's played well, he's come up with some good stuff, he played well against St. Ireland. and I I've been surprised at the the sort of the limited game time he's had this season. So whether Ian Watson's protecting him he doesn't want to burn him out but I don't know he He's got a bit about him, Ryan. he? he's a clever player, and you know he's, he's a talented lad, big lad as well. And I think he's he deserves at least a shout on the bench.
0: Yeah, I'd say that would be a good shout. Obviously, he played well, hadn't he when he's when he's had the opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah, it certainly has. Yeah,
1: for a young kid, yeah, definitely. And the a young kid who's not got a vast amount of experience, mm. he's not looked out of place, has he, when he's played?
0: Yeah, but I suppose the only way you get experience is playing in big games. It's by it? playing, yeah, yeah. So it's, it wouldn't it be interesting to see how Ian Watson. Moulds his seventeen and. Obviously, we'll probably talk about that on our next live uh, podcast uh, on Friday, on Thursday sorry, eh? Thursday night. sorry. Um, give us your score prediction, Paul.
1: Um, I said one to you, didn't I, earlier on tonight? 40 points to 10. <laughs> I'm going to change my mind now. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, I think it's going to be a, a close game. 26-22 um, to Salford.
0: 26-22, Salford close game. I'm going to go... Salford. Um, Salford, 18. Hulk, KR, 6. I think it's going to be low low scoring. I've got a feeling that... It's
1: going to rain, isn't it, on Friday? It's going to
0: rain. Is, it, is, that, is, that, <laughs> is that the official weatherman announcement?
1: I've just been looking at me, my phone and... Um... Cause I'm not no weather man, you know me. I just look <laughs> at my phone every week and pretend I know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, that could have some sort of effects on it, there, couldn't it? Because it's in its own sort of climate isn't it? Uh, the AJ Bell Stadium. Mm. so We might have a really windy and wild night eh, 18-6. I take any win though, Rob, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, oh, oh, definitely. Any long as we win, that's that's the main thing. Whether <laughs> that's all that matters. Six nil, one nil, whatever. Just just get just get the win, so then we can all, all ease back into this. Uh, You know, Super Eight qualifies, and we're not jump on the panic button uh, if we get beat. the end of another podcast, Paul. Another good podcast.
1: Yeah, I've enjoyed it, mate. You've cheered me up as well after uh, me feeling like a right miserable bugger after the after the league game. I feel a bit better now. It's been like talking to the Samaritans tonight. I'm I'm back to normal now. I'm ready for the weekend on Friday.
0: Yeah, massive game. We're all looking forward to it. And don't forget, if you go in the uh, the big uh, tent before the game, you can you can watch Cinnamon Dinner. Playing live in the big tent. Uh, great band, play some good tunes, Paul.
1: They certainly do, yeah. I like if you heard the songs, yeah. I know Ryan, The I think he's the singer, Ryan, he's my friend on Facebook. So, um, yeah, I've been looking at the picture. They've done a photo shoot, I believe, with um, Steve McCormick this week and had some really good pictures taken. And, yeah, I, I've listened to I've heard him there in the tent a few times, and they're good. I really like him, yes. Yeah, so get down early.
0: Yeah, check the website. It's www.cinnamondinner.com. Uh, so, they're, yeah, playing some good tunes. And uh, um, the game on Friday, so get yourselves down there and uh, enjoy the enjoy the show. Uh, so thanks for listening to this uh, this week's podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, S R D. You can find us on Twitter at D I T D S R D, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and League Culture app. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.